begin in the UK, where Prime Minister Liz Truss has resigned just 44 days after taking office. Truss had come to power, promising to rein in the rising cost of living and reinvigorate the slowing economy. But her government's plan to cut taxes unraveled due to a lack of finances. And many members of parliament from her own party threatened to vote her out, prompting Truss to step down. I came into office at a time of great economic and international instability. Families and businesses were worried about how to pay their bills. Putin's illegal war in Ukraine threatens the security of our whole continent. And our country has been held back for too long by low economic growth. I was elected by the Conservative Party with a mandate to change this. I recognise, though, given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. I have therefore spoken to His Majesty the King to notify him that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. Truss will remain in office until a successor emerges. The incoming Prime Minister will have to contend with a host of economic challenges. Prices in the UK rising at the fastest pace in 40 years. Inflation clocked in at 10.1% in September. The local currency is down by 17% since the beginning of this year against other major currencies. That's hurting demand for goods and services. Business activity shrank by 0.3% in August. And analysts expect the economy to fall into recession next year. The simple fact remains that the UK has an inflation problem. It's at 10%, around 10% right now, and it's expected to rise further with or without these measures being put in place. Of course, there is still going to be a squeeze. Many people are still forecasting um, uh, quite a deep recession for the UK uh, next year. But stability where we can is, is the only thing that we have control of uh, as, a, as a country and as a government right now. We'll discuss this with Luke Bartholomew, who's senior economist at Aberdeen, and Tahar Vas, who's an economist and a junk professor of finance at Boise University. Many thanks for being with us today. So, Luke, I'm going to start with you. Uh, on October 31st, Chancellor Hunt is expected to deliver a crucial uh, fiscal statement. What measures do you expect to be announced? Yeah, so I think the first thing to say is that 31st of October date is looking a little bit up in the air at the moment, given the chaos in the government. It may be that that ends up getting delayed a little bit whilst the new prime minister comes in and presumably puts their seal of approval on whatever measures are announced. But as and when it does come, I think what we'd be looking for is around 20 to 40 billion pounds worth of further fiscal consolidation. And that's on top of the maybe 30 billion or so that the chancellor announced at the start of this week. Uh, that number will depend a little bit on what the prevailing level of gilt yields are at the time that the forecasts are done. So the higher gilt yields are, the more fiscal consolidation will need to be announced. The lower gilt yields and slightly less fiscal consolidation. But we'd be looking at tax increases around things like pension relief and then spending cuts, things like overseas aid, various different capital budgets, and quite significant fiscal tightening coming through. Right, Luke, interesting. So um, further fiscal consolidation, we'll get uh, back to that. But Daha first, um, Luke was alluding to that uh, just now. I mean, by October 31st, we will have uh, a new prime minister in place. So we are in a very unusual situation now of a chancellor essentially expected to deliver a fiscal statement uh, in around 10 days when he may not even be chancellor. How do you think all right. of this is, is going to play out, first of all? Yeah, I think there's a major, uh, as Luke kind of alluded to, a major crisis going on, uh, a crisis of confidence in the markets. Um, really what happened with Liz Truss was the Bank of England essentially threw her under the bus. They, they sold her out. 
um, and they they said they wouldn't continue to uh, hold up uh, uh, the gilts and the bonds, obviously. And when that happened, uh, the, the writing was on the wall. So it was kind of a, a soft coup, if you will, by the Bank of England against the prime minister. Um, so the Bank of England hasn't changed. Uh, will the new prime minister change the tone of what's going to happen? Uh, will fiscal policy uh, that uh, will, will the new prime minister's fiscal policies gel with what the Bank of England sees as appropriate? Great. If not, then we're going to see the whole thing uh, repeat itself. And I wouldn't be surprised if we go to a general election by the end of the year, or rather it's announced by the end of the year, because uh, nothing has resolved itself, frankly. Interesting, right. And he probably will change the fiscal uh, tone, Luke, because uh, we know that one of the main concerns from the IMF, uh, and not only, I mean, a number of analysts, was that essentially we had a tightening monetary policy and a looser fiscal policy, but now things may change. Do you think if we do end up having a tightening monetary policy and a tightening fiscal policy at the same time, is this going to help at all with inflation in the country? Yeah, it's a slightly mixed picture because one of the things that the new chancellor announced was cutting short uh, the energy price cap guarantee that the government had in place, which had stopped the full uh, increase in wholesale energy prices being passed through to households and businesses. And that sort of mechanically was going to cap inflation for around two years or so. The fact that that scheme is now ending in April means that there's now, I think, upside risk to the path of inflation from about April next year, or at least the headline reported inflation. That being said, I think uh, the sort of the deeper fiscal trends are clearly towards consolidation, tightening policy, and it's very likely that the UK is entering into a recession next year, and therefore sort of the more underlying inflation pressures, the inflation that's a result of demand running too strong, an overheating economy, that kind of inflation pressure should start to mitigate, even if we are now more exposed to the movements in energy prices. Interesting, we will touch on the recession as well. Luke and Taha, going into the winter, I mean, how big of a problem will inflation be for a country like the UK? Because some analysts say, well, the UK will actually have a smaller problem with it when it comes to energy prices than um, other European countries. Is that the case? Do you agree? Uh, are, you, are you asking me? Yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, so the UK is, is relatively um, uh, insulated from uh, the energy spikes, the continental Europe is at much is, is in a much more difficult position, obviously. Um, but having said that, listen, the the the, the pound sterling is down thirty percent uh, almost this year against the U.S. dollar. So while it's important what the Bank of England does and what um, uh, the, uh, the 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 whoever the current uh, re resident of Ten Downing Street is, uh, it may be more important uh, who's running uh, the the Fed and uh, who's in the White House. Um, frankly, because um, the current continued pressure, um, uh, continued tightening in the United States is going to lead to continued uh, devaluation of the pound sterling. And when that happens, input prices are going to be more expensive, ex more expensive. And whatever, despite England, the UK being better off uh, financially, excuse me, uh, energy independent wise relative to uh, uh, continental Europe, uh, that's not going to help much if your if your uh, currency is down so much uh, against the US dollar your input prices are still high. So I don't see uh, inflation going down in the UK in the next year. I don't see it going down anywhere, frankly, in the next year. Um, but if that's, you know, that's it's wishful thinking to think that it will go down and maybe it will, and that'll be a great uh, surprise. But whoever is in, in, in 10 Downing Street, they have a, a very difficult position uh, coming up for them here.
Interesting, Taha, and all uh, commodities really being dollar-denominated. Um, Luke, how do you think the, the Bank of England will react uh, to this, to potential tightening monetary policy uh, at the same time, uh, tightening fisc fiscal policy? I mean, do you see the possibility of a softer hiking cycle then uh, going into next year at this point? Yeah, I think the next couple of meetings are going to see quite large increases. The Bank of England needs to catch up somewhat in terms of getting rates to a, a more appropriate level. Uh, and it's been falling behind the curve for the last year or so. So the last couple, the next couple of meetings are going to be quite big, I think, as the bank tries to re-establish its credibility. But going into next year, I definitely think there are downside risks to how much the Bank of England ends up delivering over the next 18 months or so, at least compared to what markets are pricing in. As I say, I'm expecting a recession in the UK next year. And for all that inflation will be sticky, I think it will also be coming down. And that's probably an environment where the bank feels that if anything, it needs to start cutting uh, policy again rather than continue to push interest rates up. But for now, it still very much is in a tightening cycle. Look, many thanks for being with us today. Look, Bartholomew and Tahar Vas.